0: You're listening to the CryptoCast Podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. 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 Namaste. mihal, Hello. Salut. Yasas. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Something that people ask us quite a lot is why do prices drop after an ICO? And 2018 has been a slaughterhouse of high hopes and expectations for many in the crypto sphere. And maybe slaughterhouse sounds a bit dramatic, but it is very different from the days of where people used to quickly flip for a healthy profit, their crypto, and those days are long in the rearview mirror. And many early contributors and steadfast crypto investors have noticed that the winds are changing within the market itself. Whether new or old in this space, most people hope that after the ICO that they have invested in has ended their tokens will make massive gains. Now, this has happened to some tokens in the past and made numerous people a healthy return, but this is not the case for most new cryptocurrencies entering the marketplace. In many cases, and for countless people, this is where their very scary ride into the volatile world of cryptocurrencies will start. There is a common misunderstanding that a team can control the price of their token after their ICO. In the physical world, a supplier can tell retail stores the price that they are allowed to resell their goods, which is normally the RRP. This is not the case with crypto. Once a token is on the exchange, or exchanges, the team who launched the token has no control over what the prices are and cannot recover any losses, no matter how much they really want to jump in and help their own token. On top of that, it is absolutely illegal for them to attempt to intervene in any situation where they could fix the price of their own token on the open market. There are many contributing factors to the decline in prices after an ICO distributes their tokens. Putting aside obvious scams and bad actors, let's look at some of the major reasons why token prices tank post-ICO. The first reason is that the overall state of the cryptocurrency market is very bearish. Bitcoin and Ethereum are not just coins, but also measurements, because you typically use one or the other to buy another altcoin. And that altcoin's value is tied to the price of what it is being exchanged for. We've seen a massive decline since late January through August, with Bitcoin losing 67% of its value within that time. The second reason is that Ethereum, which is also tied to Bitcoin, has lost 80% of its value within the same time frame. So the chances are that if you bought Ethereum to contribute to an ICO, by the time that ICO was over and the tokens were unlocked two to three months later, the value of Ethereum had gone down a lot more in that time. The third reason is the supply and demand of the market. The volume of trading right now is another huge factor. It is almost non-existent in comparison to January's rates. If we took a snapshot in time, at January 28th of this year, 2018, Bitcoin did almost $8.5 billion in 24 hours of trading volume, as compared today with just 3.4 billion. Less demand means lower prices, All the other coins, with a few exceptions, follow Bitcoin's trend, even if there are no direct trading pairs yet. And Ethereum, which most altcoins are traded for, follows Bitcoin's trend very closely. The fourth reason is weak hands. Many early contributors were lured into putting money into an ICO by social media ads without a proper understanding of the world that they were entering. An 80% loss of anything to someone who has never seen something like this before is justifiably terrifying. There will always be people who are quick to sell everything to recuperate some of their perceived losses, not realizing that no loss actually occurs until they cash out, and they are creating their own self-fulfilling prophecy by selling at a lower price than what they paid for it. The fifth reason is the supply and demand of the coin. The time right after an ICO's tokens are distributed is mathematically the highest ratio between the circulating coin supply versus the amount of people who know about their particular crypto project as compared to any time in the future. While almost everyone who is interested in the project already has their coins, there aren't many newcomers who would like to buy these tokens straight after the ICO. High supply plus low demand equals low prices, and low prices equals panicking people, selling their coins at a lower price, causing more panic and more people to sell low, making everyone unhappy. The sixth reason is futures trading. An exchange known as BitMEX allows people to place leverage and margin bets on cryptocurrencies, enabling people who know what they are doing to make a lot of money when the price of Bitcoin goes in either direction. For months now, they've controlled the price up and down, playing ping pong with it and gaining profits in both directions. This type of market manipulation is highly unethical, and in many countries would be illegal. But BitMEX is located in the tiny country of the Seychelles, a little island off the coast of East Africa. BitMEX has a tremendous share of Bitcoin's volume right now, and of the $3.4 billion in Bitcoin volume in the last 24 hours, $2.1 billion of it is running through BitMEX, which, of course, is not good. So is the price crash only happening to the ICO that you are putting your money in? Absolutely not. Everything right now on the markets is losing. And despite these massive losses and a pretty horrific and depressing scene, most of the news around the world of crypto and blockchain in terms of regulation and real world adaptation have been very positive. Cryptocurrencies are beginning to trade on stock exchanges all over the world. Many banks are coming out with their own cryptocurrencies and blockchain platforms, or partnering up with blockchain companies to use their own platforms, such as the Bank of Lithuania, Scotiabank, and more. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but the only way to get there is to believe in the project that you helped bring to life and hold on to your coins long-term, or HODL, which stands for hold on for dear life. This is the only feasible plan for improving the price of the tokens that you adore so much. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to our podcast. And for further editions of our podcasts, please log into CryptoAndBlockchainTalk.com, where there are many episodes covering the topics of crypto and blockchain. And for those of you who would like to leave us some great reviews on Twitter and Facebook, we certainly won't stop you from doing that. And if you would like to download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, feel free to do so. We would love it if you did that as well. So have a really great week, and we will soon be back with another podcast. So stay tuned. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Cryptocast Podcast, stay tuned in for more episodes.